1: Six o'clock, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Joe Giglio with you. Tucker Bagley behind the glass. You guys with us. 215-592-9494. I'm starting to feel it now. We did the hour countdown last night. What are we, 26 hours? Now that feels about right. Whatever it is, I'm starting to feel amped. We have a playoff game here in Philadelphia at Lincoln Financial Field tomorrow. The Eagles... And the Giants. So much to get into tonight. We'll give you key players, uh, NFL picks later on, a guest from The Athletic, uh, a lot to talk about. And we're going to have a very, very special explicit history tonight on this Friday, highlighting the two Eagles' playoff wins over the Giants in their history. So we'll get to that. But let's just start with this, because we've talked through this game, the issues, the worry, where we think they're better, you know, all this. We've talked through so many different angles in this game. You You know what I always think the day before or night before you know, the Friday night before a playoff game is, it's gut feeling time. You know, we we've, we know everything about these teams. We know everything about the injuries, which obviously have, have gone in the right direction for the Eagles here, with Jalen Hurts off the injury report, and Lane Johnson slated to start and go tomorrow. So we know what we need to know. But I always think the night before a game or, or two nights before a game, it's just time to talk about our gut feeling on this game. And mine actually has changed over the course of the week. Like when I watched the Giants and Vikings last week, and I thought about division game three you know, three times in a very short period of time seeing the same team. My, my first thought last Sunday night when I saw the line go up for the game and I thought about the matchup and I thought about you know the Eagles really not playing their best down the stretch. My first thought was it's going to be close. It's going to be tight. It's going to be a, a, an old school NFC East kind of game. But as the week has gone on, and maybe this is because the Eagles injury report has gone in the right direction, maybe it's because I continue to hear ridiculous, and I mean ridiculous hype, about a nine-win football team up in New York. I, I don't maybe it's all these things combined. But I've gone the other way. My gut feeling on this Friday night is that the Eagles are gonna win and it's not gonna be close. The Eagles are gonna win this game by more than more than ten points. It's gonna be a double-digit victory by the Eagles tomorrow night at Lincoln Financial Field. And all the fear and all the worry about this team and what I I just think. A deep breath sometimes is necessary, and, he, and here's what's necessary to remember. This team was 14-3. and We had discussions during the season that this could be the greatest Eagles team of all time, and I don't think that was ridiculous. Now, they have to go out there over the next four weeks and and prove that, but that's the way they played this year. The Eagles played with Jalen Hurts under center as not a good football team. They played as a great football team. They were 14-1 and with Jalen Hurts starting and the one loss came when they had 4 turnovers 14 and 1 one loss came with 4 turnovers this team wasn't good it was great this team wasn't just squeaking by they were blowing the doors off teams at their best this isn't some team that gets picked off by a 9 win football team in the division round 2155929494 what's your gut feeling on this like when you when you just deep down what does your gut tell you about tomorrow night I mean, I don't expect, I mean, if you feel it way, you could tell us. I don't expect many people to talk to us tonight and say, you think the Eagles are going to lose this football game tomorrow. But we all have a gut feeling. And really, it's either you think it's going to be a tight, close game, or you think the Eagles are going to pull away and win this game by double digits and run away from the Giants. And I think that is more likely to occur than the close game. And let's just go through the facts here. You know, the, the reality of these two teams. I mentioned the Eagles were a great football team this year at 14-1 with Jalen Hurts. He's back at quarterback. When these teams played and they were both trying, that happened once this year, right? We know they've played twice, but in week 18, it was a very strange game to where the Eagles didn't play all. The Eagles you know, had Jalen Hurts not playing like himself. The Giants didn't have their starters out there. The Eagles needed the game. The Giants didn't. It was a bizarre game. Preseason kind of feels. So let's just move that aside for a second. The one time each team tried... The game was 48-22, and it was over within 10 minutes. The game was over within 10 minutes. The one time each of these teams played each other and tried against each other. It was a rout. We know the Eagles have the better offensive line. They have the better defensive line. They have the better quarterback. They have more playoff experience, which I think is crucial in this. You know, this isn't a giant team that's been there three or four times that they're, they're ready to go further. This is brand new. I mean, that team has stunk for a decade. And now they've gotten back to respectability, but they've sunk for a decade. Like, there's no playoff experience in that team. Meaningful. They met their best players. Jones and Barkley and Lawrence and Thibodeau. Like, they're all new. They haven't done this before. And the gap between 14-3 and three and 9-7-1, let's not pretend that's not big. You know, this isn't a, a little bit of a difference between these two teams. It is a big difference between these two teams. A big difference. 14-3 versus 9-7-1 is a major difference. And if that's not enough... Their point difference when I mean, the Giants were outscored this season. Meanwhile, the Eagles outscored their opponents by 133 points. These teams aren't in the same class. If you are talking about fighters, one is one's a heavyweight, one's been a heavyweight all year, and one is is a, a lightweight. I mean, that, that's the reality of this. It's it's a heavyweight versus a lightweight, and then you add in the Giants are in their third straight road game. It's. The more I think about this, and the more I let my gut take over, the more my gut tells me this is a double-digit win for the Philadelphia Eagles in their first playoff game this year. 2-1-5, What's your gut telling you tomorrow night? Is this going to be close? Are we going to be biting our nails in the fourth quarter? Or are we talking about a, a game in which the Eagles are going to run away from a nine-win football team? I think it's that more than the former. I also want to play this for you because, you know, listen, I – I understand when fans or, you know, you watch ESPN and NFL Network, everyone's getting all caught up in themselves. But I, if I hear one more comparison, actually, let's play this first, because if I say this and then we play it, I'm going to have to jump in the Schuylkill. I was going to say, if I hear one more comparison of this Giants team to the 0-7 team, I'm about to jump in the Schuylkill. I'm allowing one more. Here it is. Nick Costos, who you hear on Mark and Reese, on uh, you better your bet on the BeckQL network. He's a giants fan along with being a gambling analyst. Listen, here's what Nick had to say a couple of days ago. I am getting big time. Oh my god. This is the best drug ever. <laughs> I am getting big time 2007 vibes from this team right now. Yeah. Big time. Can we just take a deep breath here for a second? 07 vibes. The 2007 Giants, that was the team, obviously, that beat the Patriots, the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. And they went on a great run to do what they did. That team had a coach, and Tom Coughlin was probably going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Let's let Brian Dable, you know, win 10 games in a season before we put him in the Hall of Fame first. So Let's just just go there. That Giants team had also been to the playoffs the two years prior to that year. where they, They won the division in 05. They came here. We'll talk about that game in explicit history coming up. The 06 Giants came here in the playoffs. That wasn't just some team who was bad for a decade and then got in you know, and made a crazy run. That team had been in the playoffs two years in a row. That was their third straight trip to the playoffs, and they went on a magical run. And also, that team had a hall of famer on the defensive line and one of the great pass rushes ever. Obviously, Strahan is who I'm talking about. Like, that team, there was elements of them like, oh, they're, they're kind of dangerous if they get in. This Giants team isn't in the same class as that 07 team. It's, it's like I'm, every time I turn on ESPN this week, wow, you remember the 07 Giants? Yeah, I do. Oh, well, you we remember what the 07 Giants said? They went on a run. That team had a Hall of Famer on the defensive line, they had a Hall of Fame coach. They had been in the playoffs years before. Like, stop it. The Eagles are not playing the 07 Giants, they're playing the 2022 Giants that barely beat a bunch of bad teams all year, won nine football games. This isn't going to be close. 94-94. Tired of it. I'm tired of all week with the 07 Giants comparisons. I'm tired of the fear all week. I'm tired of all the nervousness. The Eagles are a way better team. They are rested. They are at home. The Giants are in their third straight road game. Better offensive line, better defensive line. What are we doing here? This game will be won by the Eagles by double digits. 2155929494. What's your gut telling you? as we look forward to tomorrow night. Tucker,
2: what do you feel? What's in your gut? I mean, the Eagles are clearly the better team on paper, right? The Eagles, I don't really know if you could find a position or a matchup that, that favors the Giants anywhere on, on the field or on the roster, but the one thing I keep coming back to this week is the Giants aren't a team that beat themselves, right? They, they lost seven games this season, but I think only two of them came by, by multiple scores. They're a team that's solid, and they're a team that throughout the season hasn't beaten themselves. I think back to their biggest win of the year, probably up until they they beat the Vikings last week, was probably against Baltimore early in the season, week Mm -hmm. five or week six. They won that game because Lamar Jackson turned the ball over twice in the final three minutes, and Danny Jones took care of the football. I I think the Eagles win this game, and if they won by two or three touchdowns, I I wouldn't be shocked at all. I would be shocked if the Giants came out on top, but this is a team throughout the season that hasn't beaten themselves, that has played competitively no matter who the other team is on the field, and as we sit here today, 2020, five hours and 50 minutes away from kickoff, I think it's going to be a little closer. I I think it's a game that with, you know, seven, eight minutes to go, the Giants might have the ball with the chance to take the lead or tie the game, but... At the end of the day, I just I don't see them having the firepower to do so. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Tucker's feeling
1: a nail biter. Eagles win, but in a nail biter. I'm feeling the Eagles pull away, and it's a rout by the end. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. What's your gut telling you? The gut never lies. Deep down, night before a playoff game, two nights for a playoff game on a Friday night before a playoff weekend. The gut doesn't lie. You know what you feel deep down. Forget what you heard. Forget the dumb 07 Giants comparisons. That's this team is not that team. What is your gut telling you about tomorrow night at Lincoln Financial Field? Let's talk to Jake in Huntington Valley. Hey, Jake.
3: Yo, what's going on, fellas? What's Thanks up, for Jake? Taking my call. You yeah, got I'm it, ready buddy. To go, man! And I'm so tired of this fear and this nervousness. We are we were the best team in football almost all year in the NFC, and all of a sudden people are talking about the 49ers because they went on an eight nine game win streak. We're the team to beat. They got to come through Philadelphia, and we are going to smash the Giants this weekend. It's going to be double digits. They can't hang with us. We got the weapons on offense. We got the defense. We got the edge on special teams. They don't have a chance. They don't have a chance. We are going to stomp them down. It's going to be a heavyweight fight, and we're going to score the knockdown, man. Yeah, Jake, I'm I'm glad you said.
1: I'm glad you said it. I'm I'm glad you said what you said because it's 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 annoying. Like it's annoying at this point. It feels like the Giants have become, like, the team everyone wants to talk about. Like, they are the the trendy or, or sexy underdog. And I'm like, wait a second. They're not even that good. They're not even that yeah. good of a team. They won they, nine games.
3: They beat a Vikings team that could barely win games. They needed to get miracle wins and a the largest comeback win ever in NFL history. And all these other wins that they had, I think they had seven or eight wins by, you know, six points or less. So they they didn't really... You know, the Vikings were kind of a shadow good team. And, you know, so, I'm, so sh- I'm sick of this. There's no comparison between this team and that team from the Giants. I mean, they, were, they, they have one of the best defenses of all time. All Eli ha- Manning had to do was just manage the game. That's, that's not what's going on here. I no, mean, it's Jake, it's not. Close. I mean,
1: that you, I mean, we remember that pass rush with Strahan and those guys. Like, they were dominant. This team is not that. It, it's ridiculous. Those comparisons are ridiculous. It just seems lazy to me. Like, well, you know, 15 years ago, they, they had nine wins. They went Super ball or whatever. Like, what, what are we doing? Just because that happens again doesn't mean it's the same kind of team. It's not at all. Like, that team, you had to fear a little bit with that pass rush. This team? Come on. What, what are we talking about? And, and Tucker brought it up, and it's true. The Giants have kept things close. They play tight games. And if, you know, that's kind of been their MO all year. And they have found a way through some coaching, through some smart play by their quarterback, to, to, not, to not lose a lot of those games. They wait for the other team to make the mistake. But there was an exception that, to that. And that was early in December when the Eagles went there and they blew the doors off them. The game was over in the first quarter. So, yes, they, the Giants have done a nice job this year of keeping things close. They play tight games. They're in the fourth quarter, it's 21 20 or whatever, and they got a chance. And that's why you know their coach might win coach of the year. But when they played the Eagles and both teams were trying, it wasn't close. The game was over. Tyrod Taylor came in in garbage time because they didn't want to get Daniel Jones hurt in her out. That happened. And now they play again here, and the Eagles have 21 of 22 starters healthy. Let's go. Let's talk to Ken in Mays Landing. Hey, Ken. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Good, Ken. What are you thinking tonight?
0: Listen, man, I am so glad that you guys came on with some positivity because I'm so entirely over it. I like to mess around with my own opinion and kind of grade each player like 1 to 10. If you put the Eagles against the it is not even close across the spectrum of individual skilled players and offensive and defensive lines. If you're talking Dallas and 49ers, yeah, I got a debate that they're, you can toss either one of them, and it would almost be equal numbers across the skilled players and a lot of other areas, too. Yeah, I could be worried, but this one, man, if we lose, is, it's ultimate distance. But I'm looking at, I don't think the Giants are going to get shut out. I think a touchdown, a couple field goals, but the first take care of business. A field goal, three touchdowns, maybe a fourth at the end. But other than the junk touchdown by the Giants, I just think, man, they're just so outmatched. They're outclassed.
1: Well, I think that's the right word. I mean, Ken, what you said there is the right word. They're outclassed. I mean, this is a matchup where it's player for player, they're not in the same league.
0: Player for player. Go across the board. Tell me one player on that Giants team other than their defensive center. What's his name? The trash talk dude.
1: Oh, Lawrence. Uh, uh, Dexter Lawrence.
0: Yeah. Other than him. I I mean, and he wasn't really talking that much trash. He kind of gave Kelsey a comment. He's like, he's small, but he's scrappy. It really wasn't that big a deal. But other than him and maybe Saquon better than Sanders, but he's not healthy. At least Miles. He's been unhealthy, but he still played more than him. So forget about it. Across the board, do they have an A.J.? Do they have a Smith? Shoot, Quez Watkins will be a starter on their team, no problem. You know what I mean? They definitely don't have a Goddard in their lineup.
1: No, no. They, I, I Ken, mean, that you're, you're right. I mean, and, I, and it's kind of, as you said that, Ken, I can't. I appreciate the phone call. So, so Tucker, he said, and it's interesting, last caller Ken brought up the idea of if you kind of line up the players, right, player for player. How, so if, if we made a list, and I just started doing this off the top of my head, of the 10 best players that will be on the field tomorrow night, how many do we think are giants? So I, here I got to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got to eight that I think will be on the list. Eagles. Now tell me, tell me if you think differently. So I, I think Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence, deserves to be on the list. I can think of Dexter Lawrence. Did you put Barkley? Maybe Barkley. Okay. So here are the eight Eagles. I don't, th- and I, we can have Barkley and Lawrence on there, but th- to round it out, I have Hurts, Kelsey, Lane. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Reddick, Bradbury, and Sweat—I think they're all on that list. At least I two spots. So eight of the ten best players in this game tomorrow night—you uh, know, just on pure talent—are are Eagles. I mean, that's a pretty—that's pretty significant. I mean, I bet next if we do it next week, uh, Eagles, Niners, or Eagles, Cowboys—it's
2: not going to be eight to two. I, I don't know what it will be, six four, five five. It would definitely be more even from a talent perspective, of but- course. The Giants have some decent players. Like, along that defensive line, you also have uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, yep, who's starting to come on it and has big moments. You have Aziz Oshilari, who even though he's questionable, he might be their best edge rusher on the team. And then you even throw in Leonard Williams, too, who combined with Dexter Lawrence, I think, honestly, right there with the Eagles, his best interior pass rush in the NFL. Yeah, and I didn't even put Hargrave on the list. I think you could
1: you could fight for Hargrave and, and take somebody off. It, that's, look, the Giants are not talentless. They're in the NFC Divisional Round but the gap in talent it's real I mean it's real Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. five nine two ninety94 94 my guts telling me Eagles are winning this game by double digits Tucker thinks it's closer Robert is in Washington Township hey Robert hey how you guys doing good Robert um, what are you
0: thinking i kind of agree a little bit with Tucker you know I, I like the idea that with the point spread is I think that's kind of close uh, to where I think it's going to be South score wise two things I'm looking at is one is the game within the game. I think Miles Sanders, you know, has always been, like, kind of behind Saquon and I think he's going to have a big game. And I think that that Bradbury kid, you know, they let him loose. He's going to want to show them that, you know, they made a mistake. So I think those two guys will have good games. I think it'll be important. And I also think because, uh, you know, it's a third road game, I think as the game progresses, the momentum part wears off. And I think just this conditioning and the – the, you know, the fresher legs and stuff will, you know, make the difference as it gets into the fourth quarter. Well,
1: what you said is a big deal at the, the last point you made because it, right, it's a big difference, right? One team's off a of bye, so they're fresh, and the other team's on their third straight road game. That, that you're right, in the third or fourth quarter, that can make a, a big difference to the game. And, Robert, I, I love the Bradbury thought because not only do they cut him, right? Players get cut all the time, but they cut him, I believe, in April or May. Like, they did it after free agency. So it really hurt his earning power. Like he, you know, there was he wasn't going to get a multi-year deal for a ton of money. You know, in that time of the year, because most teams they they used all their cap room in March, so they kind of screwed him for this year for how much money he was able to make.
3: Absolutely, and I tell you what, I'd rather be an Eagles fan with
0: the game in my park than going to Temple to see the Giants. I think you know, I think home field's going to be good.
1: Yeah, it always is, Robert. We appreciate the phone call. Yeah, I I. I would not surprise me if Bradbury has a big game tomorrow. I mean, he's got a, you know, he doesn't have to go up against a great wide receiver. Giants don't have one of those. And there's got to be a little bit of that. Like, you know, it's a business. Players get cut. Their contracts get changed. I mean, that's the way the NFL works. But when you cut a player at a weird time of the year when kind of the the momentum of free agency is over, that bothers those guys. Because, like, instead of 30 teams bidding on your 31 other teams, you know, I, I would say probably at that point when the Eagles were able to grab Bradbury, I, you know maybe 20 25 of those teams already had filled their need. They had signed a different corner, they drafted a corner in the first round. They going to go pay James Bradbury in the middle of May, so it, it hurt him. And that, you know, that was where the Giants did their business and it, it worked out great for the Eagles. And and for Bradbury, he'll get another contract after this year, so he's going to be okay. But it really did work out well um for him here, but in the moment I'm sure he was annoyed. I'm sure he still is annoyed at the Giants cutting him at that point. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. That's how you board. We got a lot to talk about tonight. When you hop in, I need to feel I need to hear your gut feeling on this game. My, mine is the Eagles are going to win this game by double digits. yeah you know, as the week has gone on, you think about the matchup, the players, health, home field I, I just I, I don't think the Giants are in the Eagles League. I, I think at the end of this weekend, four heavyweights are going to emerge. four the four best teams of pro football are going to move on to next weekend and and the Giants aren't part of that group. The Eagles are going to win this game. They're going to win this game by double digits. That's my gut feeling. Tucker thinks it's closer and a nail-biter in the fourth quarter. When we get back, all your calls, where you lie on this and we'll play explicit history. Now, we'll do this with a special one. So we've done Eagles-Giants before, but we've never done Eagles-Giants playoff wins. The two Eagles playoff wins over the Giants. We'll play explicit history with those two games. Set it up next. 215-592-9494 at Sports Radio 94 WIP.